Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And we have gotten down to the last team in the AFC South, that is the Tennessee Titans. I guess a team was uh, at least coming into the season before that splash signing of uh, DeAndre Hopkins was made, uh, where we were looking at a transition in this division where the Titans would be moving down. But uh, maybe the Titans have a little bit of life left in that tank after all. Uh, they do have lots of work to do uh, at the back end of their defense and on that offensive line. But nonetheless, they have kind of been the class of this division over the last few years, Wiz. Yeah, there's no there's, there's no question about that. And uh, look, they, it, this boils down to really what what does Hopkins have left in the tank? Uh, we'll get to that when we get to wide receivers. But um, listen, the Titans have a situation of quarterback with him. Tannehill, a guy who's kind of you get the field they're going to move on from, a rookie quarterback who they drafted this year, then a quarterback that they drafted the year before. Um, so I'm going to guess that you may see Will Levis if, if the Titans get off to a shaky start, but uh, I don't really have much of a level of confidence in Tannehill. I know the weapons are okay, and I know having had Derrick Henry, it's great to be able to run play action. Um you know, off the things that he does, but um, I'm still a little dubious of of Ryan Tannehill, and uh, I don't barely a quarterback too. But in in formats where you're drafting and only start one quarterback, I really want no part of uh, Ryan Tannehill. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean. Ryan Tannehill is far removed from that outstanding season he had like three years ago. Um, so it's going to take a lot to have me draft that player. Uh, I think we, you and I, when we were partners a couple of years ago, we attempted him in a two-quarterback league to use him as uh, our second banana. That did not really help us in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We know we, they made a move on the offensive line. Uh, they, they drafted Skronsky out of Northwestern, so they're looking to shore that up. Tyler Lewan is retired. So, like I said to you, it's an offensive line that probably ranks in the, in the bottom quartile uh, in the NFL, and it's going to be important that, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill gets a little bit more confident because he, he looked like a player that was on – just obviously got hurt last year, but they looked like to be no confidence and just like kind of a glazed look most of the year was – yeah, and yeah, that's 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 the way I had it as well. So you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, but the, the weapons, you know, look okay. Uh, depending if Hopkins can you know get back to form, and the other guys can kind of play off that. And uh, you know, Derrick Henry, um, he has a lot of mileage uh, on his body, uh, a lot of carries. Uh, still a terrific player, still a running back that you have to have inside your top uh, 10 at the position. Um, Tajay Spears is a rookie that could become a factor if something would happen to Henry like uh, has happened to him in the past where he's just unable to take uh, the wear and tear of the whole season. So um, I'm looking at Henry as a running back, certainly inside the top 10. Uh, I'm not sure how much higher than that, probably closer to running back five through seven, somewhere around that. But so I ask you, are you drafting Henry with complete and the utmost confidence or is there a little bit of concern about the wear and tear? Oh, there's no 
question about the talent of the player. There is question about their offensive line, and there is question about the, how much time uh, the handling of the ball and how that's impacted Derrick Henry. Now, last year it was a foot issue with him, but he was still able to rush for a lot of yards. Um, I think more interesting last year was he, he, for whatever reason, there was like a renaissance, uh, not even a renaissance, it was like a, a discovery that actually uh, 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 Henry could be used as a weapon out of the backfield. And, and maybe that's because there was nobody else that could catch the ball on this team, really. Uh, but Derrick Henry became a lot more of a, of a dump-off option in this offense. And uh, at times, you know, there was a few times on, on a prop bet where, you know, it was taking the over on Derrick Henry yards was something that started to look very attractive as the season wore on. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with kind of where you're ranking him, but I guess I'm going to struggle with people where I'm seeing him rank behind guys like Bijan Robinson, for example, and I just and, until I see it. I'm sorry, I'm not going there. So Derrick Henry kind of leans kind of in that five to seven area at running back for me as well, Wiz. You know, the question is, if if, Hen, if if Hopkins is still his somewhat, let's say, 85 to 90% of his former self, uh, that's just another layer of offense and gives the offense more scoring opportunities, which certainly gives Derrick Henry more scoring opportunities near the goal line. Yeah, let's, let's, get, the, let's get the Hopkins. Um, uh, you know... <laughs> This is a receiver that, you know, for years and years and years was not only, you know, inside the top 10 at the position, was close to uh, number one or inside the top five, certainly. Um, I think those days are over. Um, I'm not going to be drafting DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver one. I'll be okay if he's one of my complimentary receivers, but there's just no way at this stage of the game I can have that player uh, inside my top 15 or 20 at wide receiver. Do you see it differently or do you see it similarly? Well, we, we've had two years, uh, an injury plague 2021 and a suspension last year to kind of get a look at Hopkins. And the one thing that's definitely been noticeable is the distinct drop. Now, how much of that has to do with the ineffectiveness of the offense that he was in? Because Kyler Murray struggled the last 18 months or so of, of his quarterbacking of the Arizona Cardinals Kingsbury was overmatched as a coach and the question is is was that more of an issue or is the fact of the matter is the separation just is no longer there for for Hopkins where his yards per catch dwindled you know distinctly in 21 and even went further down uh, in 22 part of it in 22 was I do think is attributable to the fact that Murray was not on the center and you were dealing with with uh, McCoy most of the time um, so yeah, that, that, that's my only thing that I would say. Uh, he's made a couple of circus catches already in, in practices, which is nice to see. Uh, but, yeah, you're going to have to see that player down the field. I, just knowing how much he's done in the past, it's kind of hard to shy away from him. I do understand your standpoint, though, of kind of like, I think I'd be very happy with him as my number two receiver. That's what I would say. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying I hear you. I'm not saying I'm going to shy away from the player, but I'm not saying – but I am saying I'm not drafting him as my wide receiver one. I guess no. I'm saying do you have him no, I don't. right around wide receiver 20 somewhere? Yeah, yeah, some, some, somewhere in that kind of 17 to 25, absolutely. Yep, I think that's right. And, and Traylon Burks is, you know, a player where I'm trying to figure out where his ranking should be lowered or raised with the Hopkins signing. I just don't think he's going to be able to get the volume. I mean, you talk about some shaky quarterback play. 
you know they want to give the ball to Henry. Then you know that the volume share in terms of balls thrown, a fair amount is going to Hopkins. So as much as I like the physicality of Traylon Burks, I just can't draft that player uh, anything higher than wide receiver three. And for me, uh, he's he's just not inside you know the top 30 wide receivers for me. How do you see it? 100%. 100%. I, mean, I don't even know if he's a wide receiver three, three with Hopkins there, Wes. I really, I, I really don't know if you know if he is. I, the, by the way, this player couldn't stay on the field either. Couldn't stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, he's a big physical player, and I, and I like the idea of that year one to, to year two improvement, which we see so many, especially at the wide receiver position. I'm just looking at the overall situation, and, and considering that there's also a tight end that is going to get some volume. And before we get to Oconquo, is there anything else you wanted to add at the wide receiver position other than uh, Hopkins and Burks? The only other guy that's, that, I mean, he's minimal in terms of production, but if there was an injury, the only guy that I think could really step in and do anything is Nick Westbrook Akine, but you know I he's m- minimal. He had a couple of games last year. That's it. He's just a fill-in as nobody else uh, at receiver was. But for, for the people that are listening to this, there's going to have to be an injury to the top two guys before you would even consider talking about that player. Right? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, so let, let's get to a call and I know you really like this player, so why don't you talk a little bit about him? Uh, but, but, but before we do move on, there was one player last year, Wiz, that kind of generated like preseason kind of noise, and that was Kyle Phillips. But and, and he's more of a slot guy, which this is something that this team could actually use as a slot guy. Uh, he's apparently looked pretty good thus far, but again, never was able to get on the field. He was just hurt almost all of the year with a shoulder problem. So, um, but again, not guys that you're going to be drafting, just kind of notations, if you will. Fair enough. Yeah, Okonkwo, Okonkwo really came on with late in the season, right? Like, he ended up being, I think, the, kind of like the last five or six games for the Tennessee Titans, probably their best weapon, uh, where he was getting thrown the ball down the field. They were doing different things with him. They actually did some jet sweeps with him. Incredible athlete, not necessarily a blocker. Um, I would have said before the Hopkins signing, like, really intriguing to potentially enter the top ten as a tight end. With Hopkins, from a volume perspective, a little bit more gun-shy, but I do expect this player to make another step forward this year, Wiz. Yeah, and I I like the player as well. Um, And I I think, you know, there's no question that Tannehill will throw the ball to the tight end. Um, So when you're looking at a Conquo, do you have him kind of like in that Evan Ingram story where we're talking about, where it's kind of like near 12, inside clearly 12, outside 12. Like When you're looking at these tight ends, there's a bunch of them that, you know, are difficult to rank. They're close together, and I think it's just a matter of personal preference. So would you recommend Conquo is a tight end that people could draft as their tight end one? Yeah, I, I, I would. And then the one thing I would note was that something he did last year that no other tight end in the league did, he had four catches that, that were – over 30 yards, again, a lot of them were running, running catch, uh, catch and run, excuse me, but four catches over 30 yards more than any other tight end in the league last year. So I think he has significant upside. So, yeah, I, I, I would, in some leagues, take a shot on a player like that. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, could, I, could, I could understand that. You know, I could clearly understand why, you know, you, you'd want to do that. I mean, he is just a, a big talented 
physical, you know, receiver. Uh, I'm just looking at this whole thing and uh, and just trying to figure out, you know, the Hopkins thing. What you know, what is that gonna, what, you know, what what is that gonna mean, you know, overall uh, in terms of the volume on some of these receivers? That's the uh, the, the pass catches. So uh, he he's a talented player, but I kind of like look at him and I'm just wondering. Um, is he going to get the volume share? But there will be games, I believe, where if you pick and choose correctly, he can um, be a real factor. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it, no doubt about that. And look, the, the Titans were terrible on offense last year, right? They were not a good offensive football team, and you know they, they are certain. I, I think they're being. There's no question they're being underlooked in the and the AFC this year. Uh, you know, there's way too many teams that are in front of them. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no question about that. Uh, so, Wiz, defensively, what's amazing about this team, and this is, this is now maybe three years in a row, the Titans have been in the top two or three of yards allowed rushing. They, they are really stout up front. The problem is, uh, last year, they had the worst secondary in the league, allowing almost 280 yards passing. That, by the way, that means that they did that in a division where all three of their opponents were not necessarily strong offensive game, you know, in terms of passing game. None of them were really unbelievably strong. Um, so this defense <laughs> has a lot to prove in the back end, um, but they definitely do a tremendous job stopping the run. You know, it, it would be the defense normally that I would never, ever, ever consider drafting, starting, streaming. Man, Mike Vrabel, you've been talking about this for years, is the one guy from that Belichick tree who does things similar, where he's able to figure out these good defensive game plans. And it's one of these rare instances where the coach really makes you think uh, twice about a roster and talent that normally you may wouldn't want to necessarily draft or stream, but... uh, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of Mike Vrabel, and uh, he, he in matchups against maybe some of these rookie quarterbacks, um, I think they could be a good streaming option. Yep, yep. There's a lot of uncertainty at kicker here, though. Was the, the, um, Randy Bullock was his kicker last year. He's got no leg whatsoever in terms of distance, and it looks like they're trying to bring a rookie along here, and that's Caleb Shudak. So I, I'm... It's not a kicker that I'm going to be drafting in any leagues, but but I'm just making a notation that uh, it's it's an uncertain kicking situation for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, if I if I leave any draft uh, with a Tennessee Titan kicker on my roster, it's probably because I fell asleep during the draft and I ended up on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and maybe this is a spot. I don't know. You know, you, you mentioned that you you mentioned the Patriot uh, connection here with Vrabel. Nick Folk is a guy that's looking for a job. I, I you know, to me, absolutely, it, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah like, they'll, they'll do something shrewd like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think you you want to keep your eyes on the situation because this could potentially be a better offense than we're anticipating. Is that's the only thing I'm saying? And I and I and I agree and I agree with that. I agree with that. I just am I'm curious to see the desire that Hopkins plays with and the. Is he going to teach some of these young players like Bergson and Conquo um, and really help them? So I'm interested in seeing that, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But as I mentioned at the beginning of this, the Titans do have you know they do have some players 
uh, I'm just not sure about the volumes in terms of the pass hatches because I think they really, of course, want to play the ground, the pound game with Derrick Henry and uh, Skaronsky is uh, is a tremendous addition to that team. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, Wiz, so uh, that wraps up the Titans. Uh, one more division left in the AFC, the AFC West, home of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll be doing that division next, but otherwise... Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. So, Wiz, we will talk to you next week about the AFC West. You got it.